Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. On a scale of 1 to 10, how big of a fan of Patrick Wah are you? I'm an 11 out of 10. And the literal translation of Roa is king. Uh, part of the reason I love him so much is that we are very similar. And my guess is the book on Patrick Waugh would be very similar to what the book is on me. He's uncontrollable. My dad would be proud of that fact. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Yes, sir. Welcome to Hour 2 of the RP Show, everybody. We are at the Great Eagle Resort and Casino. We're into our 16th week of our residency in Calgary's entertainment destination, and I'm having... So much fun today. I feel like we're getting to the bottom of a lot of situations today. It's not a bunch of uh, bunk here, you know, Um, gobbledygook like a lot of sports talk shows that you see. We're getting some facts. And let's bring the Moose in, if you don't mind. Darren Moose DuPont here today. Moose, uh, he is in the NHL's Bermuda Triangle. And folks, just back up the truck with the comments for a second. Stop writing uh, because uh, we haven't seen the Moose for some time. You know, to reset as we say in the sports radio industry. For those that have just tuned in the program, maybe they're listening to Hour 2 of the podcast, maybe they just turned on Game Plus TV and didn't see what we were talking about on Hour 1. This is what we've been going through. The Calgary Flames doing the best that they can to keep Matthew Kachuk in Calgary. I'm not going to get into all the contract stuff and what they've done with going to arbitration. To me, that's boring. But it's come out that Johnny Gaudreau, Johnny Hockey said that he almost went to New Jersey. We didn't get as much into this last hour, Darren, as I would have liked. You didn't see the quotes, I don't think, from Goudreau from his spit and chicklets appearance, but he goes, I didn't want to go. He almost went to New Jersey, but he's like, I'm from New Jersey, and I didn't want to be that close to family. And like, I get what he's saying. He goes, it would have been too much of an open door policy, too much of having to get people tickets, blah, blah, blah. Because Columbus was just a little closer to home. That's what Johnny said. I don't know the guy. People say he's nice. Around here, flame stab. They liked him. Don Cherry coming out on his podcast and says, it's clear Don Cherry feels that Goudreau ran from Calgary because he didn't want to be held to a high standard. Goudreau won't have the pressure in Columbus that he would have in Calgary, and maybe that's how he wanted it. Like, I'm going nuts with the Goudreau and Kachuk talk all day, every day. And what do I, what I tell you I do? Go sequester myself in my room, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Goudreau did it for eight years. So... Maybe he little. What's your read on this? Watching it from thirty thousand feet instead of being in the eye of the hurricane like I've been for the last couple of weeks. Well, trying to find some stability in the organization, right? I mean, you want to find those marquee guys who are going to stick around for a long time. You had it lately, I guess, most recently with Giordano, but keep talking about Aginla, Craig Conroy, Mika Kiprasov, these guys who were mainstays and. Times were really good, and then they got to a Stanley Cup final. And, you know, you think, you know, Johnny Gaudreau and Matthew Kachuk, and this is, you know, Noah Hannafin. These are going to be the core guys and your identity, and you're going to build around them for a long period of time. Now, you know, Matthew Kachuk's been there for six seasons, and Johnny Gaudreau was there for a while, too. So you have to have that a little bit now. You had them for a little bit of time. Now, I mean, they want that to continue and to continue to build because they're 
on the crescendo and they're almost at the top and it's like we're almost there and now you're going to tear everything apart so I, I get that i really really do and that's hard thing to swallow because they're going through the same thing in winnipeg well yeah and he, i'm sitting here going just kind of watching the flames from the outside and the more i hear the less i want to hear i don't want to get into the locker room gossip and talk i just want to see what's going on on the ice and that's why i hate the contract stuff too but it's like You'd hate to think they've peaked, right? And they've had some playoff heartbreaks, a lot of them, with Kachuk and Goudreau. But fans get attached to players. And it's funny, by the way, up in Edmonton, the team that makes it to the Final Four, the Oilers fans, listen, Oilers fans enjoy where we're at right now in time. Put your feet up. Go to the lake. Enjoy. They got nothing to bitch about in Edmonton. It must feel weird to them, I would think. They got their goalie yeah. now. They got some guys locked up now. Can you just enjoy it, Edmonton? And then over in Winnipeg, we got this sorted out with Hustler last week, and this is a little bit to do with t- today's player, Pierre-Luc Dubois. Wants out, apparently, but he can't get out for at least two years, and the fans of the Jets are turning on PLD. Now, yeah, I was right in saying he's not a star, but I also was wrong in not giving him enough credit. And Hustler pointed that out last hour. PLD finished third in Jets scoring last year, played 81 games. You had a take on that, and without spilling the beans, you said the Jets fans will always compare him to Patrick Line because that's what they got in the trade for Line, and that's almost an unfair comparison. Oh, it's, yeah, it's absolutely unfair because, you know, Line was there as a franchise player. He was brought in and it was, you know, of the era of, of McDavid and Matthews and, and it was Patrick Liney and it was all about who's the best. And for a while, Liney, you know, looked like he might be the best goal scorer of the group and, and had a leg up and he's taken a step back. So when you move him out and you bring in Pierre-Luc Dubois, you hope that that's a young star who's going to replace Patrick Liney. Now you're comparing him without even saying it to Matthews and McDavid. And that's just not fair for him. And, you know, he had the situation in Columbus where he, you know, was on the bench and he was scratched or, or benched, you know, by John Tortorella. He's gone through some struggles in Winnipeg a little bit. So if he's now demanding out, that's not a good look. And there's not going to be a lot of demand, even if he hits free agency, which means the dollar figure is not going to be there for him. Even if he wants to go to Montreal, he's not going to go for what he wants to. So the best thing, and I saw this from Ken Weeb on Sportsnet, um, on Sportsnet's uh, website was the best thing for Pierre-Luc Dubois is to put his head down, come back to Winnipeg, be energized, be a great teammate, have a great season. And then if you do want to go, your value is going to be higher. Yeah, well, again, I said it near the end of last hour. Welcome to today's player. You have as many trips around the sun as I have had, Darren. Do we all like 100% of the things that go on in our workplace? Do we all want to be there? I do now, but it took me a lot of years to get here. So you're unhappy in Winnipeg. Or Calgary. Jeff in Winnipeg says Pierre-Luc Dubois quit on Columbus, and now he's doing the same thing to Winnipeg. Trade him. From Todd Pinckney. A priority one viewer watching on YouTube. I see Calgary signing Kachuk to the one-year arbitration contract and then trading him to the highest bidder in the next month to at least get something for him. Unlike Johnny. Ted in Red Deer says, so Giordano was the team guy and they left him open for the expansion draft. Now they want Johnny and Chucky to put the team first? 
I, we're getting far more deep into this than I want to because everybody's doing what's best for them. And when you get screwed over, you're told, it's just business. It's not personal, Rod. Just business. But then when you do it, you're an asshole, and they try to ruin your career. (laughs) Got it. So again, everybody's out there, welcome to sports now, doing what's best for them, and some people can handle it and some can't. Now, before we switch to some of the other topics here and CFL talk coming up, also Mike Richards from Saga 960 Radio. The poll question today for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center is, who is the most coveted remaining free agent in the National Hockey League? The options are Patrice Bergeron, Nazem Kadri, Phil Kessel or John Klingberg. And Clark, is Kadri still leading? I assume he is. Yeah. 47%. That doesn't surprise me for Nazem Kadri. And I really hope that he does come to Calgary for the Flames' sake because he is a playoff performer. Um, there, there are some good players left. You could rebuild your team if you had the money right pretty fast, even with these guys that are left. P.K. Subban, I'm... From everything I hear and what I see, I don't think I'd have him on my team, but I would have Klingberg. Andrew Stout on YouTube watching, he says, Bonjour, Rod. I think it is not just sports as to where people want to go. It's all over the place. Employees are jumping ship and moving to other companies. It's an employee market. Then what are we bitching about players doing it for then? Can you answer that, Darren? If people are doing it all over, the, they go from working at 7-Eleven to the co-op for a dollar more an hour, but if my favorite team's player, my favorite player does it, he's a jerk. Have I misread that? Yeah. No, you haven't at all. Um, and I think, you know, in bigger businesses, the bigger you get, you think, you know, the same way. Oh, he's a jerk. He left us to go to work for our competition in a different role. And not even about money. I think it's a, it's a society thing. Like and we've talked about this and I've talked about this with other people too in my circles is nobody's getting the gold watch anymore. Nobody's getting the 40 year plaque for being with the same organization. It's not happening anymore. It's not, you know, it happened in, you know, our parents' time, but it's not happening in this new generation. And I think that's translating to hockey, you know, guys go to Calgary or go to Vancouver, or go to Toronto, but they think, I wonder what it'd be like to play in Florida or play in LA in the big city or go to New York. And they get the choice to sign smaller contracts and go do that for a little bit and go to Nashville for a little bit and go to Toronto, go to all these places and then try to win a cup and then go where it's good for family. We get to do what we want now. You're right. It's an, or the viewers, right? It's an employee's uh, world now. I feel like I want to go listen to Don Cherry's grapevine podcast, by the way, which I've listened to. Only one time in my life, it was with you and Serena driving through the hills of uh, Hollywood Hills, listening to Cherry for the first time, and it was okay. It wasn't like Coach's Corner. Wasn't it you that said he's better in a five-minute segment than a hour-long podcast? But whatever. uh, Cherry, he eviscerated Johnny Gaudreau on that podcast, and I don't know if he would do that on Hockey Night in Canada or not, but he went on to say he wants to go to Columbus, who's even a worse team. He goes, Wayne Gretzky and Bobby Orr would never do that. They want to win. So, (laughs) again, that's Cherry's opinion. We all love him for giving his his opinion. I don't even know if it's right, but uh, forgive me for saying, as each day goes on, I respect Johnny. It's 11-11, by the way. Just checked. 
your next chapter is going to be even better than the last one or any of the other ones you've never had or you've ever had. You've never seen this before, but it's going to get great. And maybe it will for Johnny Gaudreau. I am respecting him more and more by the day that he did what's best for him because, oh, man, he's going to need a police escort coming into Calgary. I'm not joking. And speaking of Calgary, I think many, many times of that nice young lady, Jayla, that we met in the Chapters Indigo bookstore who came up and introduced herself to us and said, Rod, more Stampeders coverage, please. I don't know what Jayla's thinking uh, today with her Stampeders on a bye week. But let me just say this. Uh, week 7 opens with a doubleheader in the Canadian Football League. Montreal at Ottawa in the early game. Hamilton at BC in the late game. Friday, Winnipeg at Edmonton. And Saturday, Toronto at Sask. The Stamps are off. Uh, I want to say one thing about CFL attendance. And maybe it's apples and oranges. Darren, you tell me. You're the business. Award-winning entrepreneur. Record crowds at the Calgary Stampede. That damn grandstand was full. Every day and night. Everything was full. So don't talk to me about the price of gas and the price of tickets and the economy. $198 was the cheapest tickets for a Championship Sunday at the Calgary Stampede. $198 because Abu looked it up. It was too cheap to pay for it. Can I compare that to the CFL? Like people are making a choice with their discretional income, and in a lot of cases they're not choosing the CFL. Or have I missed it? Nope, you haven't missed it. And, and sure, if the discretional income is going down, you have less money, maybe we're not doing all the things. Like I'm making more coffee at home instead of driving to Starbucks and, and doing that. And that's all fine. But at the end of the day, you find money, you find time, and you find you know, a way to do the things that you want to do. Period. Right? End of story. It's just the way it is. Um, smokers, no matter how much, you know, what kind of trouble they're in financially, always find a way to get another pack of cigarettes. And, you know, we talk about that all the time, no matter what. So how high it is on your priority list will determine um, if you're willing to go or not. Something jumped out at me here, too. And by the way, the game, (laughs) the game, the games have been great. They really have been entertaining. For the most part, they really have been in the CFL this year. Jason and Redder says, how is Calgary on their second bye week when some teams haven't even had one yet? Great scheduling, CFL. And uh, Jeff in Winnipeg says, the greatest outdoor show on earth. Yes, the Calgary Stampede. I love it. But I wanted to mention something to you, and maybe this will carry, carry over into the next segment. The commissioner, Randy Ambrosi, the CFL commissioner, I'm not sure where he did this interview, but I saw the article printed from the Canadian press that he says the pre, pre-game brawl and all the... F- volatility from touchdown Atlantic on Saturday. He doesn't think hurt the CFL's brand in the Maritimes or left Maritimers with a poor taste in their mouth. And I thought, well, number one, we now realize that Randy is only going to say positive thing. What else is Randy going to say? But it reminded me, we got a guy accused of spitting on an opponent twice. And then we find out his teams had a COVID outbreak. Like, Oh my God, what a PR nightmare. But it reminds me of when we went into Tisdale, Sask, 1993, with the Prince Albert Raiders. Don Clark was our coach. Lauren Mulliken was the Saskatoon Blades coach. We had brawl after brawl after brawl after brawl in Tisdale. And our, our uh, goalie was Kendall Sidoric. Their goalie was Norm Miracle. Darren, you were in elementary school. You probably don't even know those names. By the end of the game, there's like three guys left on each bench. It was bad. 
And I'm trying to call this thing on the radio. Prince Albert Raiders, Saskatoon Blades. It is a five, stage five gong show. And on the bus, what we're all, we loved it. We got on the bus. We're heading back to PA. Do you think we gave a rat's ass what impression we left in Tisdale for WHL hockey or junior hockey? You never even thought about it. Do you think Ambrosi might be in the same mindset as that? Hang on to your bingo card. We'll come back and address that. Because we're up against it for a break. We'll be right back. Uh, Mike Richards of Saga 960 coming up two segments from now. You're watching on the Game Plus TV network. We're live streaming on YouTube and 24-hour sports radio. Always streaming at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Gray Eagle is the place to be. Calgary's entertainment destination. That's where we're at into our 16th week here at this beautiful facility. By the way, I was noticing a poster. If we can bring the moose in here right now. Uh, You won't be around, Moose. And for that matter, nor will I. But it's August 16th. Lunch buffet. Hail to the king. Adam Fitzpatrick will be, uh, I think must be Elvis's birthday. August 16th, special lunch lunch buffet down here at the Gray Eagle Resort and Casino. And (laughs) by the way, you'll like this. You know, did you see on the social media that they've opened up the 1099 Prime Rib Buffet again this past weekend? Like (laughs) Friday and Saturday, they did it after like a couple months off. You saw that? Yeah. So you can imagine. (laughs) I went there Friday for lunch, and the staff was like literally putting on helmets. <laughs> figured no not literally figured like they were mentally oh yeah they run Stretching. 1500 people through a night wow stretching oh yeah. yeah limbering up oh my yeah. god that's like the elvis show the very first show we saw here and when we got here in january was the elvis and we were the youngest people by 40 years here i've never well, been to, like a, to a concert before right yeah we're when he, we're at halftime. The people were doing um, calisthenics and stretching. Yeah, exactly. You know, Olex usually has some time to sit and chat and, you know, kind of lingers at the table a little bit. That night, it's just boom, 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 boom. There's no time to sit and talk to anybody. No, not at all. They're just mentally preparing for the 1,500 people they were going to serve through the buffet. It's unbelievable. And they brought it back by popular demand. So... Um, now I'm going to turn this over to Taco Time viewer takeover early. Uh, whatever the viewers want to talk about, bring it up. But I had a point with you. Um, when you're in the hurricane, you don't see anything outside the hurricane. And trust me, I've been in many hurricanes. That's why I'm not interested in stepping into another hurricane or tornado ever again. And I think Randy Ambrosi can't see it for what it was. I don't think it was a great what should I say? It wasn't symbolic of the CFL, what went on in Touchdown Atlantic on Saturday with the pregame spitting and, and that. But what do you think? Yeah, I don't think that leaves a good taste in anybody's mouth. Oh, geez. Like to, um, you know, I, I really don't. I think, you know, when you see that ugliness, whether it's pregame, whether it's during the game, um, yeah, it doesn't make anybody feel good. I think a little animosity is okay. I think that's fine. Get, get them riled up. I think the game was good. I think the atmosphere looked like it was great. So 
I do think that, you know, we still came out of touchdown Atlantic with a mostly positive, you know, outcome and positive thoughts, but you're right. Like, you know, it, it's not a good look when you see people talking about spitting and throwing helmets you're like this is the league. I mean, and that's not a reflection of the league as a whole. So that part's disappointing. And I'm with, I don't know that, you know, Randy obviously doesn't want to put more fuel on it. Doesn't want to give it more acknowledgement. He wants it to die down as fast as possible. And for us to all stop talking yeah. about it, but unfortunately that's not happening. Well, you know, an interesting thing about these shows and by the way, uh, the text lines open nine Oh two. 518-3033. The only people that had texted in earlier were contest entrants. And by the way, I don't know if you heard me saying that. There's people texting in every single day. So I hope they get preference when you guys are randomly picking a winner. But uh, yeah, well, I guess the commissioner did say, he goes, I was down on the sidelines. This was, they, what did he say? They were very into it or it was a very volatile game. It's pro football. You know, it's it's a violent game. But the other thing is, with Duke Williams, if you were conducting this investigation and there's no video of him spitting on the Toronto player, what are you going to do? Duke, did you do it? No. Okay, that we're good. How do you conduct this investigation if you're the CFL? Because with the last yeah. one, with Garrett Marino, you had all the video in the world. Mind you, you didn't have the racist comments on tape. And you obviously deduced, even though that wasn't caught on mic or video, that it did happen. So what are they doing here? Yeah, same thing. You have to talk to players on both sides. And you're going to have to you know, gather as much evidence as possible. But it comes down to, you know, look at a court. Like, it comes down to testimony, right? And, and you know, you got to look at the character. And you got to look at previous, you know, things that have happened or allegations, and you got to look at all of it and, and do your best to come up with the right outcome. If he did spit on another player and, and, you know, doesn't get any punishment, they just take him at his word, you know, that could, you know, bring the legal lack of credibility to in situations. So it's a delicate process for them to handle. Jeff, the Stampeders fan says, what will get the riders to change is taking a couple wins away. You know, I was just about to say that never happens, but it has happened, particularly in collegiate sports. In this case, I don't think that's going to happen. Um, back on back here, uh, Leonard Strandberg watching the show. He splits his time between Arizona and Melfort Sass. Doesn't that sound like quite a life? And you met him at the uh, Canada Cup. What are they calling it now? The Centennial Cup. Right. Leonard watching. He says, pretty sure that any of us old-time hockey people loved that game in Tisdale. <laughs> you know, it's funny with our Sask viewers, <clears throat> you know, for almost half a century, I'd never really lived anywhere else. And I remember Tiger Williams coming in. It was the first night I'd ever met Tiger. Shocking that we would hit it off like this first night. But Tiger uh, says to me, we're at the U of R, University of Virginia, Cougar alumni, men's hockey team banquet. And Tiger was really nervous before the dinner. I'm like, what are you nervous about, Tiger? We love you here. And he goes, well, you guys know my BS here. I can't BS this room. And of course, you know me. In my mind, I'm like, why would you? What is he talking about? Why would you BS anybody? But what he meant was when he speaks in Toronto and Vancouver, they don't know any different. But in Saskatchewan, you can't sneak one by them. I'm talking about a preseason game from 29 years ago when Leonard Strandberg remembers it. 
<laughs> that isn't Sasquatchy <laughs> people. You know what I'm saying? So you I can't said, tell Tiger, a story you just get of up any and... kind with any fake facts. You have to be honest because you're going to get called out for it. Exactly. Yeah. And that's exactly what Tiger was getting at. He's like, I can't. Oh, I'm all nervous. I'm like, well, if you don't BS anybody, you'll be fine. Yeah. And he was fine. Uh, Jim Wagner writing in from Balgoni Sask. He says, morning, RP Nation. Buckle your seatbelts. Here comes Mike Richards. Love that guy. Thanks, guys. Enjoying the show, as always. I don't know what Mike Richards is trying to get at. Uh, if you've, <laughs> you think he's trying to get hired by the DuPont Media and RP show. Have you seen his tweets at us? <laughs> he's like, I, I want to join you guys. Oh, can, are we hiring? Can we, uh, can we tell the, the story of driving around Edmonton? And then we started talking about Mike Richards. Which we one? were in a less than... Oh. You we tell were in me. a bit of a shady, we were in a shady, shady spot in Edmonton. Every city's got some bad areas, right? And we were in a not so great area and uh, it just triggered the Mike Richards sweatpants, oh, yeah. the good shoes. <laughs> sweatpants. Because we saw somebody walking down, looked pretty nice, but they were wearing their sweatpants, right? And just exactly like Mike Richards uh, had called it. It was hilarious. And then we couldn't stop laughing. Teen pregnancy. <laughs> yes. uh, we better be careful because we're going to Edmonton for two weeks for the World Juniors and you know how awesome fun. that's going to be well it's Mike and again Mike Richards said it not me I mean here's the one thing you gotta understand we're out here on Telesoptic TV I understand there's thousands of people listening to the podcast the live stream radio everything else but the teams are watching so Mike Richards came on here and did a, one of those Edmonton rants and the Oilers called me the next day. We heard that you said this, this, and this about Edmonton. I'm like, it wasn't me. It was Mike Richards. And the more and more time that I spend here in Calgary, it's like they're getting their hooks in you. And I'm like, no, we want to get along with Edmonton too. Yeah. You know, we're trying. Um, I want to spend this before I let you go, Moose. I, I, I really skimmed on it. Off the top of the show, Washington's Juan Soto defeated Seattle star rookie Julio Rodriguez 19-18 in the final to capture Major League Baseball's home run derby title in L.A. Monday. Soto hit nine homers in the final minute in the two-minute final. He earns a $1 million prize for that. He just turned down a $440 million 15-year contract to stay with the Nationals. So there's that. Uh, I assume you watched the home run derby last night? Yeah, I didn't catch all of it, but I was in and out and watched a little bit of it. I just love it. I love the home run derby because the players are giving it to each other. And, you know, when when Soto's at the dish, I mean, it's fun. The banter back and forth. And, and I like it because you never know how, how these guys are going to do. And it's long ball. You know, the, uh, the the golf term is you drive for show and you putt for dough, right? And you know, chicks dig the long ball and all of that kind of stuff. And that's what it's about. That's the big show is the home runs, right? So that's why I love it. Who was the guy? Uh, by the way, we have a question here about the Hockey Canada investigation. And I'll get to that right away, Todd. Who was the guy singing the Star Spangled Banner? Conan Gray. Do we know who? I started following him on Twitter. Uh, he has 1.2 million followers on Twitter. So clearly he's not a Rudy Pooh. Um, 
He was getting, of course, everybody gets roasted on social media because of national anthems. It goes back to Roseanne Barr, Casey Parks in Las Vegas when he did the Riders Las Vegas Posse game. Conan Gray, I'd never heard of him. I, I couldn't have picked him out if he came up and kicked me in the shins. Here he is. He's on Instagram, and he's got 6.5 million Instagram. What did you think about his uh, Star Spangled Banner last night? I'll be honest. I missed it. I missed it last night. Okay. So, what did you think about it? He was having a tough time hitting the high notes. Okay. Yeah. But again, I can't sing, so I don't like to criticize people for doing things that I can't do. Um, and the fact that I didn't know who he was, or most of the people clearly that I follow on Twitter don't know who he is, isn't his fault. It's ours. So literally people are like, of all the talent in L.A., they got to get this guy, somebody's nephew to come sing? Well, he's got 6.5 million on followers on Instagram. So, anyways, Todd Pinckney writes in and says, What do you think the fallout will be if all eight players from the 2018 World Junior Team get announced? NHL careers over? Uh, what do I think? I think we are continuing to sit back and watch how it unfolds because the investigation is is this now the third investigation that's been opened this week? And there was more new information come out today that I don't feel like talking yeah. about here right now. But the one thing I saw, Hustler was talking about this a couple of weeks ago on his show, Winnipeg Sports Talk, and they went on it for like two hours. And it's not like we're sitting here protecting anybody or anything like that. But all the information hasn't come out. And it sounds like there's new information coming out today from what I read before I came in here this morning to do this show that could completely exonerate these players. So I apologize, and I feel bad for all the people that have been canceled in society in a case where not all the information ever came out. I think it's a very long list. I don't know about these guys from the 2018 World Junior Team, but I'm saying it's not over yet. Does that make no, sense, Darren, what I'm yet. saying? Yeah, it's, it's, it's not over yet. And there's an, you know, one thing is when things are settled, that means they're supposed to be finished, right? So when money exchanges hands, that's instead of jail time or instead of other prosecutions. So when it's settled, legally, it, it's kind of done. But the public prosecution really is only kind of just beginning. And we're seeing now players are coming forward, agents are coming forward one by one and starting to say that their players were there or weren't there, they're cooperating or not cooperating. And by process of elimination, we're probably going to learn who the eight players are. We're going to learn. It's it's that every evidence we're seeing is trending that way that we're going to learn. And then it'll be a similar to, let's say, the live golf players where you're going to deal with sponsors, you know, your contract and PR. And those are the things the players are going to have to deal with. Now, I don't know that there's going to be any jail time or anything like that or players are going to get cut. Their careers, if they're I mean, their careers will be over if they're maybe a fringe player or not that good. Um, but again, it'll be more of a PR battle than anything. But as I say, more information is coming to light today that hasn't even been seen before. So what I would say to the people that want to try Hockey Canada and those players, wait until all the information's been presented. But of course, nobody's going to wait nor listen to me. Moose, I'll see you in overtime. You bet. A quick sports update. Five Blue Jays, Alejandro, Kirk, Vladdy, 
Jordan Romano, Santiago Espinal, and Alec Manoa are taking part in baseball's all-star game at Dodgers Stadium tonight. Dodgers ace Clayton Kershaw will start for the NL. Tampa Bay's Shane McClanahan will be on the mound for the American League 6 p.m. Mountain first pitch. Alex Morgan converted on a penalty in the 78th minute, and the U.S. women's soccer team beat Canada 1-0 Monday night to win the CONCACAF Women's Championship in Mexico. With the win, the USA goes straight to the Olympics in Paris. Canada can still qualify, however. And a defense lawyer is expected to cross-examine a woman today who claims she was sexually assaulted by former Vancouver Canuck Jake Vertanen. The 23-year-old woman told his B.C. Supreme Court trial Monday that Vertanen assaulted her in a Vancouver hotel room. It's September 2017. Vertanen was charged with one count of sexual assault in January while he was playing hockey in Russia. This sports update... For Ballers Rec Room, your official home of Slow Pitch, open Wednesday to Sunday for the Tap Brew House and Drive Through Liquor Store and for Red Bull Canada. Red Bull gives you wings. You're all excited for them. Mike Richards joins us next. It's the RP Show on Game Plus Television. We're live streaming on YouTube, and you can always catch the podcast wherever the best podcasts are found, including Amazon, Google, Apple, Stitcher, and Spotify. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. We're live from Great Eagle Resort and Casino and brought to you in part by Edo Japan. From hand-rolled sushi to bento box meals made with their famous teriyaki sauce, Edo Japan's menu has something for everyone. I swear, with our next guest, Mike Richards, I feel like the, the crowd is like Jerry Springer. They're like, raw Mike, raw Mike, raw Mike. People are writing in saying, we're ready for Mike. So let's get him in here, Mike Richards. And I wanted Raw Mike from Saga 960 to, <laughs> you're looking great, buddy, by the way. Glad to see you back behind the microphone here. It's amazing what operations. I didn't know how to. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Each, each one you're getting better is yeah. what I'm excited yeah. to say. Yeah. How would you handle the Gaudreau Kachuk situation for, for all your fans and friends here in Calgary? How would you be handling it if you were on Fan 960 right now? Well, I think right now there's a lot of stuff that, that, that quite frankly panics me. It just, it is, it is, you know, there's certain issues that you know within players with that, you know, and look, I'm not, I'm not not privy to what goes on in the dressing room per se, certainly with Calgary. But when you start leaving for less money, when you start changing term that would be better where you stayed, when you, when you think that there's a relationship there with this team and what they achieved last year, and it literally is not going to happen. It's like, it's like asking that girl out to the prom and no matter what you do, no matter how hard you try, you know, she's leaving. She's not going home with you. And now it's going to happen for a second time with Kachuk. Uh, you know, those insinuations about just the stability of, of, of the Flames organization staying in Calgary itself. No, I'm worried. I would be I would be very worried because, look, you never know fully what goes on in an athlete's mind. We think we do, and we think it's always tied to the dollar figure, which it normally is. Sometimes we think it's tied to term. But then there's things that that uh, that are of a family nature. And I'll be honest, there are certainly significant issues in our society over the last three years. I don't know, COVID probably being one of them, uh, where all of a sudden there are familial ties that, that, that start to come up bigger than maybe what they did beforehand. So if you want to move back to where you're from, if you're from St. Louis, if you're, if you're moving back because you're, you're an East Coast in the United States, I would say that there, there, there might be a, a, a pull that way. 
but it's the manner in which it has happened. It, it seemed like no matter what the Flames were going to do, that Johnny Hockey was not going to stay. So I don't think it's shocking, uh, or it shouldn't be shocking, but I think it's extremely disappointing seeing that I think there was a pretty good relationship happening in Calgary. At least that was my belief when I saw Coach Sutter out there with, uh, with Johnny. Uh, you know, I, I really felt like a lot of people were wrong on what they thought Daryl was about and the, that influence on the team. And so now I'm a little jolted. I'm a little unsure of what people think about Calgary, period. And again, I know a lot of people want to argue about, you know, American, Canadian, those kinds of things, because they are of some significance. But it's starting to feel a little bit like, is there a ripple amongst those in the hockey world who are starting to feel that maybe Calgary, because of the uh, arena deal, because of how, you know, the current uh, mayor and, and, and their administration feels about new buildings, new situations, are they starting to feel like maybe it's not the, it's not the greatest place for their client to play? That's a problem. I don't know how you fix it because the only way to me is, you know, you see some new stuff going up, you get new facilities, you get a new arena, you get more updated, modern. If you don't, then it's hard to, 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 to sell them on stuff. But it seems like the, at least the American players are going, thanks, but no thanks. Well, Mike, uh, if you're Calgary, number one, the Flames realize they've had issues in the past with culture and so forth. Steps have been taken to address that. And the results, I feel, are visible. As far as the city, Don Cherry came out and said on his podcast, Cherry or uh, Goudreau wanted to leave because he didn't like the pressure of Calgary. He can go to Columbus where he doesn't have to produce. What's Calgary supposed to do? They love the Flames. The team's very visual, visible. Edmonton's no different other than getting a new rink. <laughs> I don't think he left because of the rink. What should Calgary do? I don't know. And that's why I'm saying there's a little bit of panic in me because, you know, it's, it's those, it's the quiet whisper stuff that kills you. It's the stuff that you're really not aware of and not understanding. I mean, you're talking, you know, you're talking to the wrong guy about, you know, Calgary. If, if, if you want me to be, you know, detrimental to the city, it's, it's the, you know, the greatest city in this country with the greatest people. Uh, you know, I, I, I feel that, you know, and, and I'm very honest on this show. I mean, I, I miss it every single day. It's really difficult to not be a part of that town. It's why I still have a house there. It's, it's you know, during the many operations that I've had since the, the cancer back seven years ago, and, and last Thursday was the last one of the seven-year fight, and I got uh, an, a voicemail from, from Daryl on my cell phone, and then this beautiful jersey with an incredible message written on the back. Like, you can't get any more uh, emotion from me than bringing up Calgary, bringing up the Stampede, bringing up the Chuck Wagons, you know, the Sutherland family, bringing up, you know, the Stampeders, you know, talking about the Red Mile, talking about almost anything that has to do with that province is, is it was overwhelming for me from the moment that I got off the plane. Now, of course, Jerry Forbes is one of my best friends, so it kind of makes it a little bit easier. But the people, it's the people in that city. How do you not want to play for them? I mean, you'd have to ask a guy like Jerome McGinley what, what, what that was like. I mean, to be in that building in the Sea of Red to feel the absolute love and dedication that the people have for the players. I couldn't explain that someone thought that that was pressure filled. Oh, you know, okay, let me tell you what pressure is. Pressure's, and you hear this from, from, from guys who play for the Leafs. Well, that's such a tough city to play in. No, it's not. It's totally not a tough city to play. There's one guy, Steve Simmons. Steve Simmons is the only guy who probably is going to ask a harder question that a lot of Leaf fans don't like. The nation doesn't like it. There's a lot of people. But he is going to ask that question. You go to New York City, you have 40 Steve Simmons. You go to Montreal as an Anglophone or anything else, and you want to, say, you want to be private in Montreal as a habitant, good luck with that. They'll go through your garbage, and they'll find out letters from your mother where, where it turns out she thinks your wife is fat. 
Like, if you want to go to someplace tough, there are tough places. Go to Philadelphia where they boo sand and throw snowballs at his nuts. You know what? If you want a tough place, I can show you tough places. Calgary ain't one of them. I love the rant. You know what? We lost our connection from Gray Eagle to the studio, and you kept talking through all of it, and now I'm back. I didn't hear any of it, but it ended really well, Mike. So... <laughs> well, you got to finish speak. Good night, everybody. Enjoy the veal. There you go. <laughs> hey, I, I hope for the best, but I can take this. You'll get this. Guy at the front desk was like pulling his hair out. He's like, Rose gone. Next, Kajak. If we don't have a new rink started by November, the team's going to be gone. Well, is it that it would you, be, you get it? I, I, you, no, you've I been here. Yeah, I, I think I think it's fragile enough just simply because, look, in sports, there's two things that got to happen. So if it's college sports, you need the athletic department to really understand the value of having a good program. So if you go to the U of S, you see what that football program, you see what athletics means and why people go to Saskatoon, why people go to a school like that. You see what it means when big programs like St. Mary's go across the country and look at where. La Rouge or where there's a, a, a big sports program. It, it, it does uh, to a degree, even in Canada, not to the same degree in the U S obviously where, you know, if, if you're, if you are at one of those big schools, if you're at Alabama, if you're at Kentucky, you're at, at UCLA, if, if, if you're happy about the Bunsen burner you got as one of the science nerds, then thank the football program. Are you happy about the, about the new hospital you got? Thank the football program. I mean, that's where all the money comes from, but in order for that to happen, in order for that to happen, the administration has to understand the, the importance of sports, and monetarily, and also to the name and the, the, the reputation of the school, what it can bring in. So in Canada, you know, you have to have those things, and it doesn't happen all because, because sometimes the academics don't get it. Well, in, my, in, in, in the case of Calgary, the current uh, situation with who they have in the mayor's office and the rest of them that are in there, if they don't deem that the Calgary Flames are important enough to sink a little bit of money into to continue the culture of what happens with a Calgary Flames in Calgary, then you're in big trouble. If you don't see the benefits of an NHL team in the city, you're going to have a problem. Now, do I think that every single dollar, and I understand with all the pressures of what has happened in, in the oil and gas industry, what has happened with COVID, uh, what the stupid war over, you know, with the maniac in, in Russia. I mean, all those things that have gone into it where monies might differently be thought of and how you're going to spend it as a city, I understand that. You know, I'm not an idiot. However, but understanding what that team needs to Calgary as its own heartbeat, as its passion as a Flames fan and what it does for the self-esteem of the city itself. If that's not important to you as someone who's sitting in the mayor's chair, then I'm sorry, but you are addle-minded. There, there are tumbleweeds through your ears. You're not getting it. You don't hear it. And if you don't, I think you're going to put the whole city of Calgary in jeopardy. And I am afraid. I'm a little afraid for the franchise. And I'm being as honest as I can because I love, I, I, you know, I spent a lot of time in those buildings. I spent a lot of time talking to many Sutters, talking to Ken King, sitting with Peter Marr, being with Rob Kerr. I mean, it means the world to me, but I'm a little afraid. And this last 72 hours hasn't helped uh, the, uh, my feeling uh, to change it. No, B. Henderson writes in and says, Leafs fans will be feeling the same way in two years when Matthews does exactly the same things and walks away from Toronto. Yeah, but Toronto's not going to lose the Leafs. What Mike's saying is it's a deeper fear beyond Gaudreau and Kachuk, and it's all tied in. Mike, we're out of time, but what you did here, I'm not sure you eased any fears <laughs> of people no, in Calgary, but at least I, I know they want to yeah. They, yeah, they know what you think, and you, you said it. Yeah, so, yeah. I, uh, look, I, I, feel, I feel for the Flames fans. And, uh, you know, yeah. Hey, I wish I was in Calgary talking on a radio station there. Apparently there's an opening. Hello. 
Hey, want to make a phone call? Make it happen. Make it happen. I'll be there tomorrow. I'll be there. Hey, if you got the balls to put on something real, I'll be there. If you want to have a raw show tomorrow, a raw show can be in your studio tomorrow. That's all I'm saying. Love you, Mike. (laughs) Hey, see you, brother. Thanks so much. What what it is. (laughs) Raw Mike Richards. We'll be back with Taco Time viewer takeover right after this on Game Plus TV and 24-hour streaming sports radio live right now at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. One more time. That is the happiness place in Alberta, right there. The Grey Eagle Resort and Casino here in the beautiful Satina Nation. And it's the gateway to the foothills. And if we can bring the moose in here, Darren Moose DuPont. Uh, Director Jordan says, Moose, that we owe Mike Richards a coffee because we lost the line here. Every day at the same time, the internet just goes kablooey. Mike Richards talked the whole time that I got the internet back and they got us... (laughs) me back on the air and nobody even noticed <laughs> i don't think i think mike would rather have a beer though jordan just so you know um How about it's that? taco tuesday at the over over 120 taco time locations across canada that means your biggest decision of the day is soft or hard shell beef or veggie two dollar tacos all day at tacos t- time moose here's the thing you're back in the sweatpants capital i'm here in calgary 16th week of the residency it continues and then we're going up to edmonton it's been 30 years since I went to college here. Not a lot has changed other than the rink was relatively new then. Now it's the oldest in the NHL, and I can't get over the panic. Like, did you watch the Mike Richards? You're going to have a lot of material out of that on the Gaudreau Kachuk thing. And I'm kind of the new kid at school. I'm trying to figure out which table to sit at with my lunch tray. You know what I mean? Because I, like, I'm jumping into the middle of the traffic here. It is insane. It's insane with the guys leaving the flames, the state of the flames. And now they're, were you here long enough to, would you believe that they think leaving Gaudreau ties into them losing the franchise in the city? Because that's where, I, that's where they're at. I can see how they can make that, that draw, right? Because it's like if he leaves and Kachuk leaves and, you know, what's going to happen? The team's not going to be very good. So fans aren't going to buy tickets. So the team's not going to make as much money. There's not going to be as much love for the Flames inside the community. So there's not going to be as much appetite to talk about a new arena. And if there's no new arena, then doors are wide open for them to leave town. I can see how you can get there. And you look at this year, there's so much excitement. Then you get the Battle of Alberta and the Red Miles going crazy and people are outside you know, everything was building really nicely. And, you know, the arena talks were getting positive again a little bit, you know, just because of the excitement in that town. And in a quick hurry, you know, they put the brakes on, whipped a U-turn, and they're going back the other way. And it's uh, it's scary, man. It's scary. Uh, you're right. And um, from our chat, <laughs> BW watching on YouTube says, Mike Richards rant brought to you by that shady part of Edmonton. <laughs> How about that? Uh, Ted in Red Deer. Love the show. Love the chat. Two hours down and one pot of coffee. What a great way to start the day. Randy from Winnipeg's like, a city like Calgary can't get a new arena? Don't 
don't start, you don't even understand. And I don't know. I think it's part of the cosmic universe, godly, divine reason why I'm in Calgary. I'm trying to, I'm doing a lot of recovery work here, as you know, outside being on the air. Maybe I can tell this entire city. I'll end it the way that I opened the show. Worrying is like sitting in a rocking chair. It keeps you busy, but it doesn't get you going anywhere. It doesn't get you anywhere. Do you think they'll ever listen to me, Darren? It's out of their control, and like we say, losing control leads to control. It's called stinking thinking. If my guy Jack is, was watching from Vulcan, you, your mind tends to line up all these dominoes of bad things. Stop. Because I don't know what else this city could do. I don't know what else they could do to keep these players, man. If Kachuk doesn't want to be here and Gaudreau doesn't want to be here, they've already looked at themselves and realized we do have a problem. That's what you're supposed to do. And <laughs> they're trying to make the necessary changes. I don't know what you do. I know. You just got to continue to do what you think is right and what you believe is right. I think the Flames have done a lot of great things. You know, and it's a great city. It's a world-class city. It's the mountains and it's Banff and it's all those things that, you know, it's a destination spot. But at the same time, you know, players have all different kinds of wants and needs, want to be close to family, want to be in warm weather, want to be here, want to be there, want to play in a new building. That's part of it. Yeah. We're out of time. You have yourself a great Saskatchewan day. See you tomorrow, noon Eastern. We don't know what we're doing. Nice buns, soft, fluffy, and ultra low net carbs. Discover Hero Bread, the delicious ultra low net carb bread with incredible taste and texture. Hero Bread has zero grams of sugar and is under 100 calories per serving. Plus, high in fiber with 5 to 10 grams of protein per serving. Order from Hero.co now and get 10% off your first purchase with promo code AH10. That's 10% off with code AH10. H-E-R-O dot C-O.